do you turn the camera on? It's already on. Oh, I asked you if it was filming. I just hit the button. Okay. 10 seconds ago. Husband. See? Recording. I went boop, start recording. I didn't know you could do that from your... Oh, is there anything in my teeth? Oh, man. Is there? No. Okay. <laughs> I had... No, there's nothing in your teeth. I had a piece of meatloaf. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, would you like to drive by Candy Thunder <laughs> on the road? You see her eating a piece of meatloaf. It's been really like it's a piece of banana bread from Starbucks. Just like a loaf of it. Just <laughs> that's literally what happened. Meatloaf. <laughs> oh, from- I would do anything for love. I don't want to do that. You want a meatloaf while you're driving? I don't. I I don't know. Not unless it's on a stick, like schnitzel. I actually kind of felt like a, like a loaf of bread because it's the one from Outback. Trying to aim it more towards your mouth. Thank you. <laughs> it's very. It's very cakey. Very loafy. <laughs> yeah. It's like a like a piece of pumpkin bread. Um, I'm not even gonna go into the but rest meat. Of it. But yeah, um, so it only got like warmed up on the outside because I didn't have a lot of time. So I only <laughs> I ate around the cold center. Oh my God. Okay. You had meat bread? Why don't they call it meat bread? It normally has bread in it. I mean, it's meatloaf. It's a meatloaf of bread. Meat bread. Meat bread. All right. Meat my bread. Welcome to yet another edition of the Dusty Thunder podcast. This is our second official Dusty Thunder podcast episode, but for the Reddit said it Dusty Thunder podcast-ish thing, we don't know how many episodes we're into now. We've lost track. But this is Candy Thunder's second time here. Yep. Welcome. Hi. Everyone loved having you on the first go around. Is that why you came back? Uh, No. I actually liked doing it with you. It was actually fun. <laughs> Start over. <laughs> Re-ask the question. Oh. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, so this is Candy Thunder's <laughs> second go round with the podcast. Welcome back. Hi. Not like you're not involved in everything anyway, but actually being in front of the camera, this is this is the second time. And we do we do two parts per cop per podcast per podcast. So you're going to be doing your third and fourth chunks of content here. Are you excited? Yeah. <laughs> what are you giggling about? I don't know. I'm thinking about the previous question that's getting cut <laughs> out of this. Uh, you know, you and I both know I'm leaving that in. No, no, you're not. I refuse. <laughs> I get uh, I get the final say on what gets put in the podcast. Yeah, but uh, I do the edit. That's true. <laughs> okay, so for for those of you who aren't familiar with this podcast, what we typically do is uh, we review AITA and other types of stories. Uh, many of them are followers submitted. And much like the normal posts and content that you see, I'll read through the story. And then instead of just me giving my own babbling thoughts as feedback, we'll discuss it together, uh, which is great because... Having an extra person here to bounce ideas off of and to see things that I never would see otherwise um, has been very useful. And I've learned a lot through that process. Have you? I have. I've learned a lot. No, you really have. And I think that you take um, being corrected by the public on things that you probably aren't (laughs) up to um, speed on. 
like um, there was one about real dad and bio dad, which is something that I never thought of. And I'm glad that people pointed it out to use bio dad instead of real dad, because your real dad can be whoever that person right. is to you. Yeah. Biology doesn't determine that. Correct. Yeah. There have been a lot of things that I've, I've learned a lot and I feel like I've grown a lot as a person um, and have become more understanding in some cases. I think uh, during live streams and during that kind of thing, you know, I, I bring that uh, bring that new knowledge into those situations. Um, and I think I end up, you know, disagreeing with a lot of people a lot more often because I'll say, yeah, but we have to consider this other thing that I wouldn't have thought about before doing this kind of content, but I've learned. Um, and one of those was, was like the guy who, who ordered the same thing everywhere he went. Oh, and it was about ordering guy. like, a, yeah. Yeah, it was mm -hmm. a cheeseburger boy and calamari girl. Yeah. Um, you know, there there are some really good reasons why that kind of thing could be happening. And I took that into another story and it, I don't know. It's just oh, it's a learning experience. Chicken fingers. Yep. It's a learning experience. And uh, and I'm glad to have you here with me. Are you? Of course, always, <laughs> always. And if anybody's going to uh, successfully disagree with me, something it's successfully successfully disagree with me on something you know what i mean if yes. uh if someone is ever going to correct me and point out something that i'm missing it's, it's gonna, be, gonna be may it's gonna, it's, gonna, it's gonna be may sorry my nsync my nsync roots are coming out <laughs> all right are you ready to uh to dive into our first story here or did you want to address some questions ahead of time um i had two questions i think from the one of the lives that you did and one of them and i know that we've talked about this but it was how did you get started like how did this come about how did you become dusty Thunder? <laughs> uh do you want to cover that um i'll let you start and then i'll jump in with my well i guess it kind of starts with me it starts with you okay should we name the person that we were that we were watching the videos sure okay so ava started watching she wanted me to listen to the aita stories um, and she loved, I think it's I Love Lola is her name on TikTok. Um, she's great. Like her voice is so smooth and she's awesome. Um, so we were listening to them and I'm like, this is definitely something that Dustin can do. He already has the equipment. He has the voice for it. And you're just naturally talented and great in front of a camera. I know. Um, shucks. shucks. <laughs> so anyways, we talked, we've talked about it for what like a month trying to convince you that we wanted you to do this and then finally you're like find the stories and we'll just give it a go and see what happens um yeah so we handed that ball off to you i don't remember what i said the first time you brought it up do you remember i'm pretty sure you just laughed <laughs> and was like no i don't know anything about tiktok I'm not making tiktoks <laughs> look at my beard i'm an old man i can't do this I'm not dancing in front of a camera. <laughs> I can't. I can't do this. You're crazy. Um. No, we found stories. You said find the stories, and I'll give it a go. So Ava and I both um kind of collaborated and found those stories for you, and then yeah. And then the we started posting on August seventeenth of twenty two, mm -hmm. and started seeing results and started seeing views and interactions and um, the rest is kind of history. It's just snowballed from there. Yeah. I mean, immediately when we posted a video, there was interaction on it, comments. And, and obviously I had no idea what I was doing either. I'd been on TikTok, but never really paid attention to it. Um, and then, sorry, I'm losing my train of thought. 
experimenting when we first started posting on TikTok. Yes. So we posted the story. Um, and I remember like getting a thousand views. I'm like, oh, that's a huge thing. And now we're like, we only got a hundred thousand views. That's not good enough. <laughs> Do better. Yeah. Do better, TikTok. It has uh, it has evolved, and obviously, as the algorithm changes, we've seen some ebbs and flows with things too. But we've also branched out to multiple channels now. Right. We do a lot with yeah. YouTube now. We do a lot with our podcast channels now. We're on Instagram. We have a Facebook VIP group. We have a lot of stuff going on all over the place, and it's different everywhere. So the strategy has kind of has kind of spider webbed out, and and now we have you know, we've got our website, we've got a swag site, we've got sticker stuff that we're doing ourselves. We've got a whole bunch of stuff going on and involving the team as of January 1st allowed us to turn this into more of Ooh. a real brand in a business. I'm going to backtrack for a minute because it was like the evolution of Dusty Thunder, like hey, how that came about. And it was because it did start to grow um, and people started asking names and like who you were mm -hmm. and how you did this. And it was not something that we wanted to disclose. Like at that time, we weren't sure how, what we were going to do with this experiment and how we were going to go about it. So you became Dusty Thunder. Yeah. I, I remember having the conversation in the kitchen and being like, okay, um, you know, we've, we've got to give a name. Are you, do you see this path going to a place where you want to involve the family and, you know, have a social presence for the family or do you not see that happening and you want to keep it isolated? And, and I think the decision we made there then was that we would probably keep it isolated. So I rolled with dusty thunder and, uh, and in a video as a joke, you know, told our Google assistant to, to call me dusty thunder. Mm -hmm. And in the video asked Google what my name was. And it said, your name's dusty thunder. And from that moment on, I've been dusty thunder. So should we tell the entire world what your actual name is? There are some people that know, yeah. Um, and on Instagram, it's pretty easy to follow the breadcrumbs and find out. But but I don't know that any of our podcast listeners know. Go for it. Da, 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 da. That's not a drum roll. I'm <laughs> not very good. Da, 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 da. <laughs> you do the drum roll. That's like a uh, first year of band learning the drums. Drum roll. Okay. It's Dustin Storm. And we are... I'm Candace Storm, and we are the owners of Stormcloud Marketing. That's right. So the the whole Dusty Thunder thing was was you know intentionally punny because it's so close to our real last name, um, and also in in our normal everyday lives, um, I have always detested the name Dusty, um, and I have always detested the name Candy. Yeah. So uh, it's very funny, but now, I mean, it doesn't bother me. Yeah. It works for, and, for our characters here. It's, it's perfect and it works and it doesn't give me the same. <laughs> what did I always say? I'm not a toddler and I'm not a cowboy. Don't call me dusty. Um, you could be a cowboy though. Uh, I don't know that I could pull that off, but you'd look good in a pair of tight jeans. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going there. We're not going to do it. Um, but for, for this, it, it just kind of took on a natural evolution and, and like she said, our business, Stormcloud Marketing, that team is involved with everything now. So, so you know, we saw the potential of this growing into something where it is, you know, the thunder branch of things. <laughs> and then we've got our Stormcloud Marketing thing. Um, yeah. And now, and, you know, we had that conversation early on about the family, about not tying the whole family into it. And the whole family's tied into it now. We've got the Thunder Kids. Mm -hmm. 
and uh, and Navy Thunder obviously is is a big part of content because she's a toddler and she's so damn cute at this stage. I know. She hasn't gotten to the mouthy it. teenager phase like all the other all the others have. Mm-hmm. Teenager phase, I'm just gonna say it is extremely hard, and it is way harder than toddler phase. I think I deal with the tantrums from a toddler than I would with the teenagers. Are like cats, like they just <laughs> you never know what you're gonna get. So we're toddlers. You don't know if they're going to bite you. I mean, I guess same with toddlers, but yeah, it's just more complicated with the teenagers and the problems are all, everything's a huge deal. Right. And they're just trying to navigate the world. And I, I totally respect that. And I was, I was a hateful teenager. So, I mean, I guess I'm reaping what I sowed. (laughs) Uh, With a toddler, I think you, there's this level of separation where you're like, they don't understand. Right. They're not capable of making their own decisions yet. With the teenagers, you're like, you should know better. Like you should know to be able to make your own decisions and you should have decided differently. Like this is something you chose and that's why you're feeling the pain that you're feeling. That's why teenagers right. are so frustrating to me because I'm like, you you know better. The toddler doesn't. Toddler's like I mean, sometimes she knows better, but you know With what I mean. With the teenager, the sawy yeah, doesn't work. That doesn't work. That doesn't work. No puppy dog eyes. Yeah. Does, <laughs> ah, life is crazy and life is complicated. And with ours, with ours, you know, with this, with the business and with the kids, it's just, it's nonstop madness. But here we are making time to do a podcast and to get you on the camera again, which means right. that uh, the, the logistics that are necessary <laughs> to get both of us sitting down at the same table, not at home with kids is mind boggling. So we have to make the most of our time while we have it here. We better dive into stories. Yes. All right. You ready to rock? Yes. Okay. We're going to dive into our very first story. And this one is from Reddit is from the AITA subreddit. And it is, am I the asshole for kicking my son's girlfriend out of our house? My husband, 58 male and I, 56 female recently met my son's 24 male girlfriend for the first time. He's been crazy about her. Apparently they've been dating for a year before he decided to have her meet us officially. What he's told us about her all seems great. She just got her degree, was enjoying her job, family-oriented, etc. I'm honestly just glad he's happy with her. My husband and I don't think he's ever been this into someone before, so I feel pretty bad about what I did. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Last weekend, he brought her over for dinner. By now, we'd been anticipating meeting her with how much our son has been gushing about her. How perfect she is, that she's the one in his words. They ring the doorbell. We open the door. She looks exactly like her pictures, which is a great start. My son is grinning ear to ear. Another great start. We invite them in. She accepts my hug and a firm handshake from my husband. And then she opens her mouth. I'm the one your son puts his penis in. (laughs) She said this? How's that for that's, an opening line? That's in quotation How's marks, that so that's for word an for icebreaker? word. Icebreaker. I'm the know. one your son puts his penis in. Like I don't know what was going through her mind right then. I guess we're gonna find out. To be frank, I was appalled. I expected my husband to laugh. Both he and my son are jokers, and as annoying as it can be, I love it. But this was just too much for me. Maybe I'm reserved, but of all things she could have shared about my son, she told us that. One look at my face on my husband knew how much I disapproved. Maybe I let my expectations get too high and it's unfair to have them, but I reiterate of all the things to say to her boyfriend's parents whom she'd never met. She chose that. 
My son was amused at first, but when he noticed my reaction, his face dropped. I felt like he'd sold me the full package, everything he'd always been looking for in a girlfriend. I was too disturbed by the visual it put in my head, and it translated into anger. I told her to get out, and I wanted to say more about how gross it made me feel, but unfortunately, I left it at that. Oh, but fortunately, I left it at that. My son didn't want to go, insisting I give her another chance, but I was too fed up and uncomfortable by this point. Even my husband, who's enjoyed his fair share of raunchy jokes, wouldn't let up. They left, and I immediately felt guilty. This was something my son had really looked forward to. I'm sure he did. And I feel like I took that away over a dumb joke. I tried calling to apologize, but he hasn't responded. My husband thinks she's the one who should apologize. I'm considering giving her another chance, but before I do, was I the asshole? Edit! I should clear some things up. My husband had no part in my reaction. I did the kicking out, not him. I don't want him to take the fall for this. He he said she should apologize, but I'm not expecting an apology. Sorry for the confusion. My son lives in a nearby state. It can take about an hour to get back to where he lives. He also hasn't dated anyone seriously in a while, maybe a couple of years. He told us before that he wouldn't bring anyone home unless he's sure he wants a future with her. We've been asking to meet her ever since he told us about her, but he wanted to be ready. The comment about her looking like the picture shows my age. Sorry for that. He's only shown us her photos she sent him, as he apparently didn't have any of them together. He hates taking pictures, and apparently she's always teasing him about it. I don't think he'd ever lie about who she is, but it's just a parental concern I've subconsciously had. I felt the same way about my daughter's then-boyfriend when we first met him. I don't have any criteria that either of my kids' spouses need to meet. I just hope my kids are happy with them. Well, and that they don't say shit like that. What I meant by her being the full package was indicative of what he's told us about her. As his, as his parents, we have a good idea of what he looks for in a partner, and she checked off everything based on what we'd been told. And on top of everything, aside from what she said, her appearance was how she presented it to be. Again, we weren't strict about appearances. It's just a relief to have met someone for the first time, and they look like what you'd expected. My husband said that I was worried about secondhand catfishing, if that's a thing, lol. I guess it shows how anxious I was about this. Also, thank you for your comments and rewards. I've had a few people reach out to me personally, too. Thank you for that. Regardless of where you stand, I appreciate it. I personally think everyone needs some room for improvement here, but I've done my part to make amends, and I'm waiting on my son to call me. I'll be sure to give you an update about how it goes. Okay, so there, there's the end of that story. What are your thoughts, Candy Thunder? So I probably would have been like, mouth open not sure what to say but i definitely would not have kicked them out of the house um i'm super awkward and uncomfortable like i say things that i don't i wouldn't never say that i mean the first time that i met your parents and your sisters and their husbands we played card cards against humanity yeah and that was awkward. That's different, though. That's different. I had to say some raunchy shit. Everybody had to say some raunchy shit, though. That's the game. You That's know what true. I mean? And and because Maybe. I'm fairly certain my father doesn't watch watch this content. No, don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> my dad. Well, you, is you like, have to bleep it out. My dad. My dad. You got to know something about my dad first. My dad um, has never farted in front of my mom ever, <laughs> ever. Like he's just very reserved about that kind of thing and about gross things in general. He'll make 40, funny jokes. Forty years of marriage. Yes, forty years of marriage. He's been holding in a fart for forty, 40 years. years. 
poor guy. Anyway, he, during this Cards Against Humanity game, whenever I brought Candace over the, for, for the very first time and they were meeting her, uh, pulled a card that had the word spelled Q-U-E-E-F on it. And this man didn't know what it was and went into the hallway to Google it, came back with his face bright red, buried in his hands and couldn't, like, couldn't say the word. Just couldn't do it. He was laughing so hard yeah. trying to say it. Yep. But but the the dynamic of that meeting was that everybody was put in that situation. You know what I mean? Like everybody had to say something ridiculous. It wasn't like you walked in the door and you're like, hey, what she said. <laughs> if one of our kids brought home brought home a significant other, and and we have to remember here that he's 24. He's 24. He's not an 18-year-old kid. He's 24. So, you know keep that in mind but still whenever you're meeting your child your child's significant other if the first thing that they say to you is what she said is x-rated um then it's a little i imagine it's a little alarming i yeah i would agree um i still stand by that i wouldn't have kicked them out of my house i don't i don't know that i could do that but yeah it would have been follow-up questions it would have been uncomfortable we probably would have been like Oh my gosh. And then, <laughs> and then we would have been like, tried to make a joke out of it because we were uncomfortable. Right. Um, 30, 30 seconds of awkward silence. And then from, from the back of the room, I would have muttered, well, do you stick anything in him? Oh my gosh. Yeah. I know. I know that you would make some <laughs> weird jokes. I'd try to break the ice right back. Yeah. So I, I can say that like in this story, she doubts herself. Like she says, like, I think I messed up. I, I believe I did this wrong. I shouldn't have done that. So, I mean, she is remorseful for the way that she handled the situation. And I don't I don't necessarily think that she's wrong. Like, it, it could have made the whole evening uncomfortable, and then she wouldn't have had a chance to get to know her. I, I do think it's something that they will probably get past. I mean, hopefully. Do you think that the girlfriend handled the situation wrong by saying it in the first place? Oh, absolutely. Yes, 100%. Don't say that. I mean, don't don't walk into somebody's home you met for the first time and say that. And if that's in character for her, I think the son also misrepresented who she is. Because had he prepared his parents for her raunchy sense of humor, if that's what it was, whenever she blurted this line out. What if he told her to say it as like an icebreaker joke or something? I sincerely doubt that was the case because because of the picture that he had presented. It's possible, but I, I can't. I'm having trouble seeing that happening. I either she got nervous and just flopped. That's such a hard flop. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> it really is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Dear Lord. Or she did it on purpose and that's just part of her humor. It's like who she is. But if that's the case, he should have communicated that to them to make sure that they were prepared for what they were going to receive. What he did is kind of what we see mm-hmm. in marketing sometimes. He painted an inconsistent experience. He painted this picture that was not how she was in real life. Like image wise, sure. She looked like what she was supposed to look like. Check that box. But personality wise, she was way different than what mom expected. But when you're in love with somebody, especially new love, you don't see those kinds of flaws. You look past all of it and you only see like how much you love this person. And so maybe he just didn't even think about it he didn't even he's not even acknowledging it because he's so in love with her 
It's possible. It's like Schmidt not being able to see Cece's slob, her sloppiness. Yeah. Yeah, she's exactly. a slob. She's a hot slob. <laughs> what are you talking about? I I get it. Um, but. So what would you have done in that situation? If, if I were who? If um, Brady brings home a girl, he's 24. He brings home a girl and she says that to us. What would you say? Would you kick them out? I wouldn't kick them out. They would probably leave a bad taste in our mouth. Like we'd have to work back instead of working from ground zero. We'd be in the negative. Yeah. I'd, I'd be like, uh, hey, Bebop, can I borrow you for a second? We need to talk, dude. Uh, to make <laughs> Just sure leave me alone <laughs> with yeah. the person talking you about all talk and we'll talk. <laughs> we just want to make sure that these extracurricular activities that you're talking about are being handled safely. You know, um, <laughs> I I don't know. I I probably wouldn't have, have kicked her out, um, but I would have had there would have been a serious conversation after that. But also, I have a I have a feeling that you know, the twenty four year old version of Brady would probably give us some kind of heads up or a warning, and been like, fair warning, she's she's got a really raunchy sense of humor, right? Uh, so, so I should have warned my parents about you before before they met you. You didn't. No, because you were on love behavior, good behavior, uh, love behavior. <laughs> yeah, you're saying I'm not anymore. <laughs> nope you're just you um <laughs> <laughs> i i am the reason that her father says that's what she said sometimes now oh my gosh and he's how old he's uh 68 yeah it's awesome <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> my mom too my mom says yeah. like they're like my parents have never <laughs> ever had raunchy jokes. I mean, to me. Uh, and then I bring Dustin into the family, and now it's every time he's there, there's raunchy jokes happening. And they're not even him starting them. Sometimes it's my mom yeah. or my dad. I don't know. It, it, I mean, I I will commonly use it as an icebreaker. You know, and, and I feel like the more filterless you can be and you can be unabashedly yourself, the easier it is, like the less tension there is in situations the less awkward things are which is why you know in a lot of conversations I'll, I'll run straight to some kind of some kind of inappropriate comment or joke because it's it's very much like hey hey this is who i am this is going to be a filterless conversation you don't need to put up some bs facade and maybe that's what she was doing and if that was the case it was a uh here's me 100 raw then i respect it uh but i do feel like he should have communicated and warned his parents that that could happen first because there was this this disconnect between expectations and reality for them right but i wouldn't have kicked them out i would so, have just been like oh wow okay she would the girlfriend is definitely an ask on too because you definitely should not have done that i i would agree definitely shouldn't have done it the first time you meet them maybe build up some kind of rapport and feel out how receptive they are to that kind of sense of humor and then test it but the very first time she walked in the door to introduce herself as the recipient yes. of his peen was <laughs> there are better titles there are better ways to introduce yourself right right i know i would 100 percent agree but um, i'm sure that it very quickly all made sense why their son is is uh so jazzed about her dear lord so ask on to you think for 
for the girlfriend. girlfriend. What about for mom? Anything? I mean, that was her gut reaction. So, I mean, if anything, I would say four, but I don't even know if she needs because to go it on the could have been done differently. Not it, should have. Yeah, it could have been done differently, but I mean, she was offended and she processed that how she saw how she heard. Right. Like, I mean, I don't know. You know, I think if they were having anything other than Italian sausages that night, it probably would have been okay. What? For dinner. She came over for dinner, right? Yeah. It was a joke. (laughs) She was too short for that one. (laughs) Okay. So we've got an ask on two with a girlfriend. We've got an ask on four with mom. Could have done that differently. Girlfriend definitely shouldn't have done what she did there. Um, yeah, so there we go. You ready to go ahead and dive into story number two here? Yes, and I also hope that that one probably never happens to us. Yeah. Here, Okay, I meant to ask this question before we move on. Reverse the sexes for a second. If this was their daughter and she had brought a guy home who introduced himself as I'm the one giving it to your daughter... There, I, I thought about that, too, and we got caught up in something else. But, yes, I, I agree. If you, it's 2023, so when we reverse the sexes, it shouldn't make a difference, but it does. And it there's, does. Your, there's your answer. Right. I mean, she should not have said it that. It was very wrong. Yes. Um, and now I agree 100%. It almost is like she's between one and two because you, that should not have come out of your mouth. No, not to, not to your significant other's parents. Right. It was just a very rude and insulting thing to say. There was there was no respect given there at all. Truth. So no, the mom is not on the scale. Let's go back. She's okay. not on the scale. She reacted how mom, she felt. You've been pardoned. Yep. You've received a candy candy thunder presidential <laughs> pardon here. Um, and girlfriend is what in between one and two now. Yeah. No, I I agree, and I I that popped into my head, and then we got we went down another right. Well, and it's and you're, you're right. It, it shouldn't make a difference, but it does because when I thought. You know, we, we use Brady as an example, but mm-hmm. when I thought about the girls bringing someone home who talked like this, I got way more pissed. Right. And I shouldn't. No, we shouldn't. Totally. And I, I, I 100% agree. It should not matter which, which sex is saying that, right. male or female. It should not matter who is saying that. It should just not have been said. Right. Gotcha. Okay. Well, there we go. I'm glad we revisited it for a second. Let's go ahead and dive into our second story here. Is this a follower submission? Oh, nope. I just stopped pasting links to stories. They are all from Reddit. Okay. All right. So this is another one from the AITA subreddit, and it is, am I the astronaut for wanting my wife to make my dinner? Me, male 25, and my wife of over a year, female 26, together for over four, have always had a good relationship with each other. It has felt very love-filled. We recently got into an apartment One bedroom, like 700 square feet, so not huge. Once this happened, I feel like things may have shifted. I work very long hours throughout the week, with sometimes only one or maybe zero days off in the week. I average 75 to 80 hours a week. I bring home the majority of the money. My My paychecks are almost over 80% our whole income. Not that it affects how I think of her and our relationship. She is able to provide things like fun groceries, snacks, and sweets. And when we go out, she can pay for things like the tip or drinks. And I really appreciate that and tell her thank you when she can swing it. She also does most of the chores in the small apartment. Other than that, I'm the person paying for our life. 
groceries, toiletries, outings, clothes, makeup, and not to mention rent and all other bills. She works in a very different field and works three sometimes in her job and works three sometimes if her job requires four days in a week. She is working toward her career and I'm proud of her for this. Most days she'll work an average of six, maybe seven hours on her work days. This is where the problem has started. A lot of my work nights are late, 12 or 1 a.m. when I get home. I'll pack snacks, but I never get to eat. So a lot of the days I come home hungry for an actual meal. Recently, those nights have been more frequent, and I just don't want to have to cook something for myself after a 13-hour day after doing the same all week. I just want to be able to eat with a minimal amount of work when I get home. The other night, I came home around 1.30 a.m. and found my wife passed out on the couch with an empty personal pizza from Little Caesars. I got excited, thinking I had a cold one in the fridge waiting for me. Wrong. Annoyed but not upset, I microwave some Chef Boyardee, scarf it down, and call tonight. The next day, I have the same kind of night. Around 1.30, I get home. There she is, passed out, now with a bowl of macaroni and weenies, one of my favorites. And again, nothing in the fridge for me. Not understanding why she couldn't just make enough for both of us and put my bowl in the fridge, I wake her up to ask. She gets a little snappy if someone wakes her up, but this time she was pissed. Saying that she is not my maid and I'm being lazy for trying to make her cook for me. I tell her I'm just hungry after a long day and it upset me seeing that she cooked for herself and didn't think about me at all. I said she was being insub... Oh, I almost said insubordinate. That ain't the word, bro. I said she was being inconsiderate and that really set her off. Saying if I want a... A word I can't say, then she's not it. But the word I can't say equates to a prisoner with a job. I told her I don't want a prisoner with a job. I want a wife who seems to care about me. She looked at me with a shocked face and stormed out. Her mother texted saying she showed up at their house bawling and how I should be more considerate to her feelings. I haven't even responded because I just feel hurt and not cared for. I just want dinner. Am I the asshole? Edit. I really should have mentioned this is a conversation we have had before, and I feel ignored since she barely acknowledges when I brought it up. These last two times are after multiple conversations. Also, didn't want to seem like she should be sleeping at one. Passed out is just terminology I use. If I'm dead asleep at 4 a.m., I'm passed out. I appreciate the other things she does for me like cleaning, but, but the other eight hours of free time in her day, I want it to be thought of since I would do the same for her, no questions. Okay, I see where he's at now. And they don't have any kids. So I guess because because she he used the word passed out, that was an issue for some people? I, I assume because he said passed out, people probably thought intoxicated. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Or stoned. My thoughts are that if it doesn't sound to me like he's wanting her to be a maid. Um, I mean, this guy's working till 12 or 1 a.m., 80 hours a week. And if I'm making something for myself, 100% I'm going to make that for you. I'm going to message you. I'm going to offer to make sure that you have something that you're taking care of because while you're not there cleaning the house or doing this or that, I want to make sure that I'm taking care of you. And and some women don't feel that way. And that's that's totally fine. But for us and our relationship, I'm going to go above and beyond and make sure that you're taken care of because I know that you would do the same for me and you you do day in and day out. And, and that's what marriage is for me. I mean, having a partner in life and you pick up the slack when they're working really hard and they pick up the slack when you have stuff going on. Yeah. I think this is a really good example of one person, if not maybe both 
taking the me approach instead of the we approach. They're not taking, this is not a teamwork thing, at least for her. And, and for us, yeah, I'm here more. I'm, I'm putting in more hours with the agency and with this content, but we have kids and you are working almost all the times that I'm working just in a different way at a different place. They don't have kids. So you, my point is you, we have kids. You're, you're busting your ass all the time too, unless it's a night shift when, you know, whenever you, you go to sleep to refuel for the next day. And then I go back to getting more work shit done. But that's the one time whenever I'm working and you're not, otherwise if I'm working, so are you, you're just doing it differently with, with the kiddos. Um, they don't have kids. Right. So, I mean, does she truly have eight hours of free time? Because that's unheard of in our world. But also, if she has that amount of time truly available and it's not allocated to something else, and she's still taking the me approach and only thinking about herself, that's a problem. I Yeah. I mean, I truly can't see myself ordering a pizza and not ordering for you. Like, I just, I mean, I don't. That is confusing to me. And you know, if she doesn't want to feel like a maid or like his a prisoner with jobs, prisoner with with a job that we can't say, um, meal prep. So they take the brunt of the, the work together so that things are ready to go. I mean, put stuff in the freezer, buy stuff that I don't know. I mean, work together to come up with a solution, but he also said that he tried to talk to her twice and she's not listening and she's only seeing that he's asking her for something and not acknowledging that, like what he's asking. He, she's not looking at the content of the situation. She's yeah. just looking at the fact that he's asking her to do something. How dare he? Yeah, it actually really bothers me, this one. I don't so know. she's acting like she's single. She's acting like they're roommates. You know what I mean? Right. Like if you live with someone and even roommates would probably ask each other if they wanted them to, to order them a pizza too or something, you know, there would, right. there would probably be me even more consideration than she's showing to her husband, but she's acting single and, yeah. and really only thinking about herself. Here's the kicker though. She's treating this like, like a roommate, but he's paying for everything. Almost everything. Right. They're, and normally yeah. if there is some kind of imbalance in that side of things, the balance is restored because she's taking care of him in other ways. Right. And right. that's, that's where I mean, like we I talked about even, with us. I don't even think money comes into the equation for me. It's if you take money out of it, if I'm doing something for myself and I know that you would also enjoy that thing, I'm sure as hell going to do it for you too, because there's money doesn't even, I don't care how much money you're bringing home. Like, I want you to be my partner. I want to take care of you. Like, and now you take care of me. And that's, I don't even think it matters that he's bringing the majority of the money. home. It shouldn't. But, but if she is behaving like he's a roommate, then money does matter. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that, that's where I'm going with that. Not that it should matter in, in a marriage at all, like how much he's bringing in or how much of, of his job is paying for X amount of, of their bills. It's, it's because she's taking this me approach like a roommate would instead of a spouse and abusing it. Right. I mean, if I had eight hours to myself, like, Oh my gosh. Right. <laughs> Woo. 
There are so many things that I would get caught up on. Oh, I'd be making some serious dishes. (laughs) You'd be trying new stuff all the time. It would be amazing. But he also definitely made a mistake by waking her up and talking about this. Because if you woke me up. Hey. (laughs) Yeah. Hey. If you woke me up and was like, where's my food? I'd be like, screw you. (laughs) Go look for something yourself. (laughs) But Um, I'm not. I don't wake up. In a good way. It takes me some time. <laughs> it sounds like he knew that about her too, though. And if if you know that someone doesn't wake up right. bright and happy, then certainly don't wake them up to ask them about something they didn't do for you. <laughs> that's just dangerous. Like, yep. That's just, that's not the play, bro. That's not the play. I feel like he has a right to be upset, but Agreed. this is one of those things that you wait and talk about. He, uh, met, he was at his tipping point because he let it I build it. and build. And he did say he talked to her, but she brushed him off. Um, but he definitely reached a point where he was like, really? The macaroni and cheese and hot dogs? Yeah. So how could he have done this? Di- how could he approach this differently? Because I, she has a behavior right now that what he's tried so far to address isn't working. What can he do differently to actually affect positive change here? I would suggest the meal planning. Hey, this night, do you mind putting this in the oven? This night, you know, I'll... I'll DoorDash something to the office or wherever he's working at. Do something like that so that she doesn't feel responsible for providing him with food every single night. But the food is already thought out. Like she doesn't have to think ahead to know what what she's making or. Right. I don't know. Meal plan. Plan ahead. Yep. Communicate about the plan yeah. instead of making it a reactive thing. Right. And don't don't it as a woman, it sucks when the brunt of deciding what is for dinner gets put on you and i know that happens in a lot of like because your kids are asking what's for dinner and then in a lot i mean it just happens but and then you'll ask me and i'm like i literally don't care and, I, and i'm like i don't care my so. brain is so fried i can't process what yes. to eat for dinner right now so taking that off the table where you don't have to decide what's for dinner you just know that this is what we've planned out the groceries you know buy what you need according to your meal plan and Take it off the table. That's, yeah. That's punny. Yeah. High five for the pun. Okay. So uh, where would you, would you put OP on the ask on scale here? Uh, I mean, based on what you said, he, he'd be I mean, a four. Yeah. Cause he don't, don't wake up your wife and ask her where your food is. <laughs> where my food at? I'm sure it wasn't like that, but text her, text her beforehand and be like, Hey, what are you having for dinner? Do you mind putting some of that in the fridge for me? Yeah. I mean, that's another thing if you don't want a meal plan. I don't know. It could have been done differently. I think her running to her mom, though, and then the mom texting the husband, like, no, I, no. I'm sure the story that she got from her daughter was, yeah. was you know, not 100% accurate. No, but you don't run out at 1 a.m. and go to your mom's house. And, oh, he asked me to make him food. Yeah. And then so, have your mom text her husband? Yeah. Like, that's no, no. No, 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 no. Yeah, it's not looking good for her. So where would you put her on the ask? That's scale? a that's a two. She's a two. You don't you just you don't have your mom text your husband. Unless it's about you know. Uh, yeah, the the only time presents. yeah, kids like <laughs> things that we don't want you to know about, like yes. presents and that kind of thing are yeah. really the only time that we'll directly message that's not in some kind of conversation that you're in. That makes sense. Okay, so we've got a four and a two. There we go. 
There is hope, though. Um, I think if you if you try communicating ahead of time and develop that plan, like Candy Thunder was saying, it it makes good sense. And it's it's proactive planning toward a solution right now. Getting upset after the fact and being reactive about it is not proving fruitful for you at all. So right. do something before the problem starts or before it happens and you're going to get mad. And at least that way you've done something to try to avoid it. If you try to be proactive and she still bucks against that, either you just have to accept that you're on your own here and you two are operating as individuals, not a team. And if you're okay with that, fine. But if you're not, then this is a deeper relationship issue. Right. And they are in their, they're 24 and what, 25, something like that. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's young. And you, you I, I know in my twenties, I was, I felt, I'm very selfish compared to what I was now. So, well, sure. I think that just, and, and they don't have kids. Like a lot of that changes whenever you have kids, you know, (laughs) you come home at midnight after the kids. I'm like, you, you're on your own. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. I mean, it's a, you, you lose the ability to make selfish decisions when you have kids. Right. Not saying that that's a solution for this scenario. Don't don't, don't have a kid is a solution. That ain't going to work. That doesn't work. (laughs) Okay, uh, let's go ahead and, j- and jump into our third and final story for part one here. Are you ready? I am ready. It's rock and roll. This one is actually from the Advice subreddit. I don't know that I've read anything from the Advice subreddit yet. Have uh, I? You pick them out. No, I think this is the first one. Holy cow, we have a first, ladies and gentlemen. And it's happening with Candy Thunder here. All right. This one doesn't have... Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. All right. My 28 female sister, 35 female, is demanding I either abort or let her adopt my baby. Demanding? Oh, just wait. I don't like it. I, 28 female, am currently 19 weeks pregnant. My partner, 29 male, and I are very excited as this is our first baby and we've been trying for a few months. We announced the pregnancy a month ago at a dinner party we hosted and everyone seemed surprised and overjoyed. My sister, 35 female, who I will call Kay, immediately burst into tears and asked me how I could do this to her. I stared at her and asked, what? She started ranting, saying that I always got everything I wanted, which is not true. I worked hard for all that I have and that she knew I got pregnant just so I could rub her infertility in her face. She screamed at me for five minutes about how I didn't deserve to be a mother and how she should be the one pregnant right now. My parents left with her soon after and the party was basically over. I was really disturbed by my sister's actions because we had been pretty close before and she had never done anything like this. Kay called me the next day, apologizing for how she acted at my announcement and asked if we could meet up for coffee. I accepted. We met up and she pretended as if nothing had happened. Then she started a big speech about her infertility, how heartbreaking it is to be growing life inside of her just to lose it. And how she always wanted children of her own. She then proceeded to ask me if I could consider getting an abortion to make things fair or letting her adopt my baby. I stared at her and asked if she was serious. Kay said she was. I just dropped my part of the bill on the table and left. What the f***? Yeah. This is f***ed up. Elle texted me a rant that night about how I made Kay cry and how all they wanted was to be parents and that this meant so much to them and I owed them for being more successful than them. I and my partner invested many years into our jobs and we have worked very hard to earn what we have now. I told them that my partner and I had been hoping for kids too and I was not giving up my baby. He hung up. She later sent me a long letter, four pages, 
about how she had always wanted to be a mother and could I consider either abortion or letting her adopt my baby, how I should care about my older sister's happiness, how she would make a better mom, how the oldest kid should have the first grandchild, and how I could always just have another baby since it was so easy for me to conceive. Oh, this is going in a very dangerous direction. After that, she quieted down some, and I thought we were done with this, except it wasn't. She had posted my sonogram on her Facebook and captioned it, Elle and I are expecting. We can't wait to meet our little princess. Dude, this is heading in a very dangerous direction very rapidly. I was do seeing. Wanna, do you want to stop and just go to the next story? No. Oh, okay. You seem really upset. Why? Well, I am upset. It's. This is this is disturbing. I was seeing red. I texted her and demanded she takes the post down. No reply. I texted L. No reply. So I called my mother and told her what happened. She was able to make Kay take the post down. Luckily enough, Kay has called me petty for calling my mom and has continued to demand I give up my baby. I sent her a letter explaining that I had had enough of her nonsense. I am keeping my baby and that I recommend she get some help. I added that if she continues, I will not hesitate to call 999. What is 999? Uh, maybe the version of 911 somewhere From else. wherever they are? Yeah. I don't know. People in the captions will, or people in the comments will let us know. This weekend, however, was the absolute last straw. My mom and dad had the spare key to my house, and while she was over at their house for brunch, she took the key. While my partner and I were at work, she broke into our house, stole all of the clothing, blankets, nappies, bottles, and pretty much any other item that we had bought for the baby except furniture. It was later returned after my mom found it in her car. I called 999, but they told me I couldn't do anything because I had no proof and because it was all returned. My partner and I are moving in April, but I'm scared my sister will find out where we live and take my child. I get that she's upset and jealous due to her infertility, but that shouldn't mean I have to give up my baby. My parents know about this, and they've been doing their best to get her some help. She doesn't want to adopt because she wants a child that's her own flesh and blood. I'm due in August, and the stress she's causing cannot and will not be good for me or the baby. My partner is looking into a cease and desist letter. Is there anything else I should do or say? I'm scared for my baby. <sighs> Update 328.22. The support I've received from this website is overwhelming. Thank you for all your comments, although I couldn't reply to them all. They are appreciated. We had the locks changed, cameras installed, and a ring doorbell. I've just... I've started saving every letter and screenshotting every message my sister has sent and plan on taking them to court for a restraining order very soon. We have also been very seriously documenting everything. My husband and I are planning a trip to Ireland for our anniversary next week, and it's going to be good to clear our heads for my sister. From my sister. I've called 999 to report her for harassment, and they gave, and they gave her a warning. She's contacted me saying that if I won't give her my child, I can at least pay for multiple rounds of IVF, which I have not replied to other than refusing. She's been begging my parents to convince me to give up my baby, which they refuse to do. They have also been given a statement that basically says if they give her my contact information, they will not see my baby, to which they have agreed. <coughs> Sorry. I've since changed my phone number and we're moving very soon. My sister does not know our new address. She actually stood on our stoop for 20 minutes a few days ago, banging on her door and yelling. My husband opened a window and told her that if she didn't leave, he would let the dog out and threaten to call the police. We have a rather small but hyper puppy who jumps on everyone and barks a lot, and she is quite scared of dogs, actually, so this made her leave. 
I started working from home last week, as did my husband, and we followed the advice of one of the comments, washed all the baby stuff as well as made sure none of the food in our kitchen was messed with. None was, luckily. We're planning on getting a restraining order as soon as possible and looking forward to our trip. I'm already sick of being pregnant, and I'm not even in the third trimester. I just want my baby. Thank you all again for your wonderful advice, and I may update you again when the baby is born. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like I, I, I don't I don't like it at all. I don't like it. Do you want to just skip it? No, we I already read the damn thing. We have to talk about it now, but I'm I'm curious what your thoughts are because I am just disgusted and terrified and this woman needs help. There's no way that she should be out roaming around freely whatever. No, but her here's the part that I don't get is that her husband was willing to go along with this. Like, I mean, I understand infertility. I mean, we struggled with it for five years to have Navy. And I just, I mean, we gave up multiple times. And I just, I can't imagine. And while we had other children, yes, I can't imagine ever feeling this way or ever getting to a point in my life where... I feel entitled and jealous and just a complete disregard for another human being where I think I can take something of theirs like that. That is just, uh, yeah. I mean, there's, there's, there's trauma, there's mental instability, and then there's evil. Yeah. And this hits the evil meter for me. Like the, the shit that comes out of her mouth and the things that she's willing to do, with no remorse or or blind to any kind of conscience that there this is not acceptable behavior in any form of society this is not okay this puts everyone at risk in the instant that started someone started acting in a way that put you or any of our family in danger i would be doing a hell of a lot more than opening a window and threatening to let the dog out. Right. If she was there for 20 minutes on their doorstep, they should have called the police. Way before then, way before then, like I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna wait for something bad to happen. Right. Like they're, (sighs) she's, she's mentally, I mean, unhinged at this point. Right. And this was her, her trigger for unraveling was her sister announcing that she was pregnant because like she said, you get everything you want. And you know, if you're not going to give me your, my, or if you're not going to give me your baby, then pay for IVF, which. Well, before that it was get an abortion or give me your baby. (laughs) So she's got this mentality that if she can't have that baby, no one can, which is a direct threat against that child's life. Right. And I am that's, that's. And this is a current, I mean, this was a story from, the end of March. That's so. jail time. That that's institutionalization. That is, I, I you don't get to stay out. I wouldn't say jail. I would say that she needs to be, she needs to be an inpatient somewhere um, so that her mental health can be assessed and taken care of in the way that it needs to be. But like you said, her husband is right there with her. That's true. So, so this is a premeditation thing. This is not an individual being unhinged thing. Either they're unhinged as, as a couple or they're 
diabolically plotting. And if she is, if she's, if she's saying those things, I mean, it seems to me that no, no piece of paper is going to stop her. So they're moving, they're doing the right thing. Um, Do you think she's obviously passionate and dedicated enough for not even that to slow her down? I, I think that the parents need to cut ties with their older daughter. I don't think they have a choice at this point. I mean, I think they have a responsibility to do more than that. They have a responsibility to make sure that she gets institutionalized. If not for her own good, for the safety of this unborn baby. Right. If not their own child as well, but for everyone's good, this, this woman cannot be allowed to be out threatening the lives of children. I mean, by taking all the baby stuff and posting that sonogram as her own, they threatened kidnapping. Do you know, um, this reminds me of the sister in the story where no one was allowed to bring a baby around her. Yeah. Because she couldn't have a baby of her own. And I know that infertility makes you, I mean, it makes jealousy, it's hard. Like, I, I respect that fact and I understand how it feels to see somebody else have a baby while you're trying so hard to have a baby and that it hurts and it sucks, but there's no excuse for what she's doing to her sister. I mean, and it it's her freaking sister, not to mention the fact that that's her family. Like she could have had the opportunity to be an aunt to this child. Yeah. She could have been the fun aunt. And she could have had so, such a great relationship with this child, but she chose jealousy maybe it isn't a mental thing i mean because she said they have more money than them they feel entitled to that money because she wants to take it for multiple rounds entitled to the baby or the money it's maybe it's not about that i don't this is i don't know it's insane is what it is yeah and it makes me sad but in, in other cases of of infertility making people do things that are are out of character they still know right and wrong. And in those other cases, like saying you can't bring babies around me. Yes, it was ridiculous, but they never threatened a child's life. They no. never threatened. They never took actions that were indicative of planning kidnapping. They never, they never did things that completely stepped over the humanity lines. Right. This is so far across that line right. that, this is this is a messed up Netflix series waiting to happen. Right. And it's terrifying. I this I don't know. I just I'm terrified and disgusted and, and you know the ask on scale isn't even applicable here because we're we're talking about levels of of evil and danger and instability that are insurmountable. No, it's it's disgusting behavior. I mean, there's, I don't know what I would do if I was in the OP situation. I don't know how I would handle it. Being pregnant is just hard in itself. Plus adding on the stress of a situation like this is, I don't know. That would be. So there's, yeah, it would be, it would be insanely difficult. Mm Mm-hmm. There's this fatherly trigger that is a, like, you've threatened my child. 
right kind of trigger and i know exactly what i would do i just can't talk about it in this podcast but there is a like you threaten my family you threaten my wife you threaten my child now you get to deal with me right i i do feel like they should have done more to protect themselves and while doing you know changing the locks getting cameras all of that was what they should have done but I feel like there's more that they could have done to protect themselves from this woman. If they're doing as well as it sounds like they're doing, then they probably need to have some kind of, I'm not going to say armed guard, but some kind of, uh, of human surveillance happening there to watch, watch their premises. Right. Not, I mean, cameras can only cameras can only capture what's happening, right? It's not going to prevent it from happening. Your security system is a great idea. Um, but, but you know that that's not stopping her, right? Like she's still showing up. She's still standing on your door for 20 minutes. She's still, you still have to leave the house at some point. And it's, there needs to be, you need to be ready to, to defend yourself, I guess. Right. And they both said that they had to transition to working from home Yeah. because of this situation. I mean, this, this woman is uprooting their entire life. Right. Well, and, and her husband who has already voiced that he's on the same page with her, he hasn't even showed up yet. But at some point he will. Right. Well, he he called her. He called her, but I'm saying he hasn't physically showed up yet. Right. And when he does, it's a completely different scenario. I don't know. This is this is it's it's dangerous and it's sickening and you don't get to behave like this and and remain free floating in society. You no, I agree. To, you don't get I to agree. you're a danger to others. And a danger to yourself at this point, but you're a danger to others. And it's, uh, I'm I'm scared for the OP. Yeah. And because it doesn't take much to figure out where somebody lives. I mean, the internet has made that quite easy, right? Which is also scary. Yeah, and and as passionate about this as she is, I expect her to to attempt it to hunt them down. Okay, so uh, let's move on from this because I want to erase this from my brain forever. Uh, and also, let's never read a story like this again. Deal. Deal. I I can't I can't I just. This kind of evil and there, I mean, you know, you know, the stories that are out there about crazy shit that happens like this, whenever you catch the headline and start reading the story and start talking to me about it, I am immediately like, I, nope. Yeah. I didn't even think about this when I, someone actually sent, uh, the link, I think to us for the original post or something. I can't remember how we found it. Maybe it was like a best of Reddit or updates. I don't remember how, but someone had sent us a link and I found the story and I was like reading it and I, I couldn't believe what I was reading. Like it. It's madness. Yeah. But there's this, and my explanation, whenever you start talking to me about those, those headlines and those stories that are like real shit that's happening in the world and it's just insanely dark, I actively choose to not allow that darkness into my head because I can't. I feel like I'm, I'm, you know, spinning 80 plates at one time. And if I let something like that into my head, it, it infects other thoughts. And it is a, it's a poison that I just, I can't, like, I just can't like these kinds of stories. Which leads us into our next thing, which somebody asked, Angel asked, what is one interest each of you has that the other just doesn't get? What's yours? Uh, what you just talked about. I... Mm. am 
obsessed with reading news articles and pop culture and and you have zero interest in yeah. that. You almost hate that I read that stuff because I want to talk to you about it. I don't hate that you read it. I hate that you want to talk to me about yeah. it because I can't like my my view on on thought capacity is that you know your your brain is a hard drive and like you have so much space to allow in during a given day and and I just feel like I'm I have to be very selective about what I let in. No, I get that. You can I mean that's you managing your your self-care. Right. And I feel like me reading those stories is, I don't know if it's an escape from time. I mean, just some, it, it doesn't affect me the way that it affects you. Um, which is why like documentaries and stuff, they don't affect me. Right. Um, the way that they affect you. And I normally watch those by myself, like the <laughs> docu- documentaries and stuff like that. I, I enjoy watching that stuff and it doesn't bother me, but, um, and what Tony is someone that actually enjoys reading this stuff, the pop culture part, the news part. Um, so we we have that in common, and that's something that I could talk to about, talk to with him. Yeah. Yeah, I don't get it. So what is your interest? Um, I mean, I have a lot of things that you aren't into or get. I mean, I do PC gaming, and, and you've done some gaming, like you... Uh, I love Spyro. She loves playing Spyro. I and love it And when it came so out much. on Xbox, she was like... <gasps> We have to hook it up. Oh my gosh. I, uh, when I ordered your G fuel, the Spyro cup the other day, I was like, Oh, I want to bring the Xbox, <laughs> Xbox downstairs Xbox. so I can play Spyro. Oh man. And then I think Navy could just like, she would enjoy watching me play Spyro. Cause it's like a cartoon <laughs> and she could play with me. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm sure that would last for like five minutes. Uh, well, once she gets to the point where she can actually, you know, have that level of dexterity and understand how to work a controller. Oh, I'm that, sure she's that controller be... would not be turned on. Oh, she yeah. would just be there pretending to play. That that she would have a blast doing. Like um, when we were younger and we got the unplugged controller because there wasn't yes. a wireless controller. Yes. There you go. Uh, but I, I've got a bunch of other hobbies that, that are things that you aren't into. I do. Um, I don't I don't frequent the shooting range anymore. Mm-hmm. But I, I still go whenever I can, and now that's something that my oldest son, Caden, and and I go do is like bonding time together, um, and that's fun. Those, but really, it's it's whenever my hobbies have have greatly reduced, um, just just based on possible time. But but right now, I'm I'm currently trying to learn piano a little tiny bit at a time. Um, I play some guitar, and uh, and do some PC gaming, and then. And then we'll do some shooting. <laughs> what are your favorite flavors and kinds of cake? Um, so this is funny because I um, had a COVID in what, December 2020 and lost my taste and smell. And it's still so messed up. Um, so I'm pretty limited. And right now it's basically just vanilla. Vanilla, uh, I could handle coconut, I think was the one I ate coconut cake yesterday during your live <laughs> because you were talking about cake and it was at my parents' You're house. Like, mm. <laughs> and then I was like, Oh, immediately regret that. <laughs> immediately regret eating sugar. Oh. But, um, before that I actually loved lemon cake, anything mm. lemon flavored. And you have ate it for me before you like told me that you didn't like it. Cause yeah. I'm pretty sure you have ate it before. I'm sure I tried it, but, um, you're like, no, yeah. No. It's like, I'll give it a shot. But there are a lot of things that I've that I might not have liked before, might not have tried before, that I've tried since we've been together that mm-hmm. I ended up liking. So, what but, is your favorite 
Uh, dirt Bes- cake. Hands besides, down. besides dirt cake, what is your favorite? There is no other cake. But okay. dirt cake. I'm just kidding. We there are going to do that video where we make the. We have to. We're going to make dirt cake. Um, we'll let Navy Thunder be involved with that one. Okay, uh, but then I get to eat it all, right? We'll see. I'll eat it all one sitting on camera. The <laughs> there's a video by itself. <laughs> just It'll be my Hasselhoff own. moment. I'll lay on the floor <laughs> with a bowl of dirt cake, just shoveling it in. <laughs> oh, dirt cake is so good, though. It is just it's. Damn good. Uh, yep. Angel food cake is my my second favorite. Oh, that's right. Your grandma makes a really great yep. with the icing, Very the really fluffy, thin icing, it's like the glaze icing. <laughs> Love angel food cake, and it's been forever since I had it. Yeah, that uh, uh, it was. Yeah, it was your birthday in 2021. That was the last time you had because she made you cupcakes and brought them over, and right. they were delicious. Gosh, they're so good. Okay, one more question, and then we'll save the rest of. What them are your time. favorite things about each other? Least favorite things. Mm, my favorite thing about you is. I love how talented you are. I love that you try new things and you try to master those new things. Oh, and I also love um, that you can pick up like the rhythm and beat of a song like that, like just so quickly. It fascinates me because I am not musical at all. I hope Navy gets that from she, you. Yeah, it, it's she's very into music and dance. Yep. So I she, hope has that rhythm. she has that. She can detect beats of of like bluey theme songs. Mm-hmm. She knows when. When to say Bluey yep. and mom and dad. She yep. knows when when things are happening. I think she's going to have that internal rhythm too. Um, and and for Candy Thunder, guys, there there are a million things that that I just adore about her. But she has this this creativity that never ceases to to impress me. And uh, she can just see these things and has this style sense and not just in like clothing and appearance and like the cosmetic side of things. It is it generally in in the aesthetic side of things. She has this this eye, this eye that is unbeatable um, and has just knack for style that is just really, really cool. And she worked in interior design before, you know, before moving up here and and I pulled her into the marketing world. Um, and worked in marketing before I even did that. So, but, it, but there are, you, she has this knack for that, but also, um, has this really, really funny sense of humor. Um, and she <laughs> and I together are complete nerds with our sense of humor. And she'll comment often about how, you know, no one else would get the kind of crap that we laugh at each other about. Um, we are funny people. We are funny. We're funny as <laughs> Yeah. It's, it's amazing. That That's probably one of, that's probably my most favorite thing to do with you is to just laugh my ass off because it's, it's so comes so naturally to us. Like I just, it, there's no effort given. Like we can just make each other laugh all the time. And I, I love that so much. Least favorite things. I know one right off the top of my head. Your least favorite thing about me? Yeah. Oh shit. That was fast. Yeah. I'm worried. No, it's so small. Um, don't be careful. <laughs> no, you can't. It's so you better you, roll right into what that thing is. Can, you, you, just can't just, you can't just say my least favorite thing about you. I know to right off the top of my head. It's so small. It, stop uh, right there. You can't. You're not allowed. Okay. So he takes these snack cups and they're just like cups that you would use for water. And he puts like chips in them or snacks, Ritz crackers, like something that him and Navy can share. But then he sets the cup on the counter and it still has crumbs in it. Um, and then I put it in the dishwasher because I think that there's nothing in it, but then there's crumbs in it and then they fall out to the dishes below and make, it's like a little mucky mess. 
That's not a word, but a I made it mess. a mucky mess. Okay. So you, you could thank my dad for the <laughs> snack cup thing. Cause he, he, I'm fairly certain started the whole snack cup thing. And I think my sister does it too, but it's convenient. It's a convenient way to have like crackers or, or chips or pretzels or that kind of thing. And to have it in a cup, it's harder to spill. And for Navy or for the dogs, it's harder to get into, you know? So it, uh, it's, it's my preferred snack carrying method. But whenever I set it on the counter, I set it on the counter because I'm like, I'm going to use that again here in a little bit. But then if I just leave it there and she takes it and I don't rinse it out ahead of time. So what I've started doing is dumping out all the crumbs every time I'm passing the trash can when it's empty. That way I avoid that because she has voiced that this is an annoyance of hers. So, oops, sorry. So no, um, I'm not actually mad about it. Annoyed, but not 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 like super. I'm not super annoyed about this, but I don't like. You know how I feel about like wet food. Like it really grosses like me. Like the out. wet food uh, when you have to like it, reach your hand into the sink and pull something out of the. I won't. I will never do that. Alien I face. use I use tongs to do that because I will not. I'm afraid that it's going <laughs> to randomly turn on and just chop up my hand. I have this. Put that on my list of fears. Mm. It's, There's it's, four. It's not unfounded. Um, it happened in a movie and I don't know what movie it was, but I know it happened in a movie and it like randomly came on. It might've been like one of the final destinations or something. Mm, I don't know. That's a terrible way to go. It, right. Or like what would happen to your hand? Like how mangled, you know how fast that thing spins? Yeah. Legitimate fear. Um, Not putting my hand on there. What was the term that, um, that they used in Grey's Anatomy for uh, like the chopped fish? Oh, ceviche ceviche yeah. yeah yeah i lose man points for for even knowing to lead to connect the dots that direction but but ceviche that's what it made me think yeah. of speaking of movies uh if you all have ever seen the m night shyamalama hamadam uh movie <laughs> signs was it signs mm-hmm. whenever there are cups of water like all over the house mm-hmm. uh and it ends up being a good thing because like the daughter was prepping for the aliens and that's how they fought it sometimes our house feels like that um because Candy Thunder has no less than seven drinks with her at all times. Uh, and it's not a dislike. <laughs> it's just a quirk that I'm like, what the hell? Uh, but but it, I, it bothers it Tony. doesn't have seven, but but legit has three. Yes. Three at drinks. all times. Three. Um, and and if she drives my vehicle, there are at least two cups left behind uh, because she don't she can only carry three with her. So there were five at that point in time. It's there are a lot of drinks involved. That's and that's that's not even like a dislike. It's just like I don't I don't get it. No, I do so many things that you you don't get that you're like, but why? Yeah, why for you do that? Yeah. Okay, uh, we better wrap this up because the smash room upstairs is already making noise. I was gonna say, is that what that is? Yep. Yeah. Cool. So we have an, our own AITA coming for you soon. Yep. It is. Uh, am what? I the asshole for not wanting there to be a smash room right above my recording studio? A rage room. We we have no right to peace and quiet. Apparently. That's what we were told. Yep. There's a difference between peace and quiet and a rage room. Yeah. And smashing glass. Dear God, I just don't. So if you hear something in the background, that's what it is. If it sounds like uh, you know there's a bomb going off and the building's collapsing on us, it's because it pretty much is. <laughs> anyway, we'll go ahead and wrap this one up. Part two will be coming at you soon. Uh, we're going to record that on a different day. So we'll get into the three stories that will be part of part two at a later time. For now, Candy Thunder, thank you so much for being here for your second go around. Yes, thank you. With the podcast. 
Um, and at some point here, there will be a Thunder and Spark podcast with you and Tony. Yeah, we're going to be talking about a pop culture and news stories you that Dustin does not want to be yeah, a part of. Fine. Save all those for that. That's absolutely fine. Thank you guys for hanging out with us. We'll have uh, part two of the Candy Thunder part two dash two podcast two here shortly. You lost me. Thank you. Bye. Bye, guys. Hey, Dusty Thunder here, and I wanted to thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed that content. And if you did, please make sure to like, subscribe, and most importantly, share. Also, you can find swag and so much more at dusty-thunder.com, and you'll find even more content on all of our platforms. We're on TikTok, YouTube. We now have an official Facebook page that we'll be posting stories to as well. We have podcasts on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and so much more. You can see all of our content platforms on Linktree, which is linked in my bio. Engage with us wherever you're enjoying content and do your best to avoid the astronauts today. Thanks again.